When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live on tape from the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York City, it's Stephen Please have a seat, ladies and gentlemen, in here, out there, all around the world. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. And... How nice. How nice. I'm glad y'all seem to be in a good mood. It has been a tense couple years, you know? (laughs) What with the pandemic, the near fall of democracy, and me recently finding out that Scooby-Doo wasn't the dog who said, Ruh-ro. It's Astro. Look it up. What else don't I know? Was I adopted? (laughs) And the stresses of life don't look like they're easing anytime soon. Exhibit A, Vladimir Putin has stationed tens of thousands of Russian troops along the Ukrainian border, and Ukraine is a democratic ally whose security America has promised to defend. (laughs) Rutro. Now... The world may be standing at the precipice of war between two nuclear-armed powers to to de-escalate tension. Today, Biden and Putin talked about Ukraine in a video call. It makes sense. The only way to resolve a delicate situation that requires crystal-clear communication (laughs) is two old men on a Zoom. (laughs) We don't know the results of the call yet. We do not know the results of this call yet. But Biden made it clear that if Russia invades, the U.S. and our allies would respond with strong economic and other measures. (laughs) I know we're trying to avoid a hot war here, but those are some pretty vague threats. (laughs) Son, if you throw a party when your mother and I are out of town, we will respond with strong reactions and emotions, TBD. (laughs) It's unclear. Gotta be firm. It's unclear... What happens next now? But at the end of the call, the two presidents tasked their teams to follow up. Very good. We will have our people follow your people. I mean, follow up. Perhaps they talk about it over a nice bowl of poison. I mean, soup. And we all know best place to enjoy soup is near a window. Enjoy the view and maybe put on these poison underpants. I mean, soup underpants. Now... If you're worried these rising tensions with Russia will lead to World War III with Russia, don't be ridiculous. It's going to be World War III with China. We've got a preview yesterday. You see, the 2020 Tokyo Summer Olympics ended just four months ago. So naturally, the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics will start in a little under two months. Because thanks to COVID, time doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) The next four Super Bowls will be held concurrently, and Tom Brady 
has won them all. <laughs> so, doesn't matter. Yeah, so, Winter Games, that's always fun. America cleans up at those medals, except not all Americans will be making this trip to China because the Biden administration announced that due to China's human rights atrocities against the Uyghurs, the U.S. will not send any diplomatic or official representation to the 2022 Winter Olympic Games. But now who's going to compete in the four-man ambassador bobsled? <laughs> but here's the thing. These human rights abuses are unconscionable, and the president is doing the right thing by drawing a line. And with that in mind, I would like to announce tonight that CBS will be the official network of not watching <laughs> the Olympic Games. We are not, not... No, no, no. Okay. You got you to uh -huh. take a stand. Uh -huh. CBS will not be broadcasting any of the action, and that is solely because we care about human rights <laughs> and not because we were outbid by another network every year for the last 20 years. <laughs> so forget the Olympics. The only marathon you need to worry about is back-to-back -back reruns of Blue Bloods. <laughs> Though I hear Tom Selleck's mustache can be used as one of those curling brushes. At first, the Chinese responded in state-owned media, quote, to be honest, the Chinese are relieved to hear the news because the fewer U.S. officials come, the fewer viruses we brought in. <laughs> hey, hey, China, not cool. No one knows exactly how the virus emerged, but we know it didn't start here. The only wet market we have in America is that subway station with the lady selling churros under the mystery drip. <laughs> Knock it off. So, tensions between the U.S. and China and Russia are rising, but it's not all gloom and doom. Some of it's gloom and data. Because in anticipation of global climate catastrophes, Earth is getting a black box to record events that lead to the downfall of civilization. <laughs> well, why don't they make the whole planet out of the black box, am I right? <laughs> The goal of this black box is to use storage drives to provide a record for future civilizations to understand what caused our demise <laughs> by recording every step we take toward climate catastrophe. And we have a statement from the designer of the black box. Black box. He was actually singing inside the black box, apparently. <laughs> and I have a bone to pick. This is assuming all future generations will know how to access our old technology. I can't find the dongle for my digital camera from 2008. That trip to Antigua? God. <laughs> Designers say the black box will be a monolith about the size of a city bus, made of three-inch thick steel and placed in an open field in Australia. Really? Australia? You know about Australia, right? Oh, here's the black box. Crikey, it looks like it's covered in a mist of spiders. Now it's being carried off by millions of cannibal crabs. Better head indoors, it's starting to rain snakes. Don't worry, that happens every hour during rainy snake season. Now, if you excuse me, I have to fight this wallaby. Put him up, Pouchy! <laughs> now, put him up! The project is a collaboration between a marketing communications company called Cleminger BBDO and the University of Tasmania. The school is very excited to be hosting this monolith, 
as explained in the statement from the dean of the University of Tasmania. <laughs> what are you going to do? He's, he's got tenure. <laughs> so, turns out the inside of the black box is basically a huge hard drive that will gather climate change data like atmospheric carbon dioxide levels and average temperatures and use an algorithm to scour the web for tweets and news. News, okay, I understand that. But I don't know if tweets are the best record of humanity. Well, it looks like past humans ignored global warming until it was too late, never invested in green energy, and most of them killed themselves doing something called the milk crate challenge. (laughs) Unfortunately, developers estimate that the data storage will run out in 30 to 50 years. Hmm. Not the most encouraging sign. That's going in, that's like going in for surgery and having your doctor say, uh, do we validate parking? Uh, I wouldn't worry about that. Just, just leave the keys with the nurse. Just leave the keys with the nurse. Speaking of catastrophes, uh, there's news about California representative and goldfish watching you have sex. (laughs) Devin Nunes. Yesterday, Nunes announced he's leaving Congress by the end of the year. But they're so happy for him. They're happy for him, you know? That's good. He He won't be out of a job, thanks to former President Dolt45, because Nunes has been named the CEO of the former president's new media company, despite having no apparent prior experience working in the tech industry or as an executive. Instead, Nunes is a former dairy farmer. (laughs) Well, then he's the perfect guy to make money off the old president because he has experience milking things with leathery skin. (laughs) Nunes... Nunez does have one bit of history with social media. He once sued Twitter over an account purporting to be Nunez's cow. <laughs> it's a true story. So what happened was somebody started a Twitter feed called Devin Nunez's cow. And this cow said negative things about Devin Nunez. <laughs> like he's a bad farmer and stuff like that. So Nunez sued Twitter for $250 million for defamation. The case was, of course, dismissed. And we still don't know who is behind the cow Twitter account. All we know is that it's someone smarter than Devin Nunes. <laughs> so probably a cow. <laughs> now, usually... <laughs> now, usually, when the former president appoints someone who is grossly incompetent to an important position, he has a good reason. They're related to him. <laughs> that means the only reason Nunes got this gig is because Jared, Don Jr., and Eric all turned it down. (laughs) Sorry, Dad, no can't do. (laughs) That job is beneath me, but I'd still like to be considered for the role of chief executive hug receiver. (laughs) Bring it in. Bring it in, Dad. Let the healing begin. Even if you didn't catch it, this pandemic has been bad for your health because a new study has found that from 2019 to 2020, average blood pressure readings increased. Well, yeah. For some reason, we were all a little on edge last year. (laughs) 
In fact, here's some footage of my most recent blood pressure test. One of the researchers explained, we observed that people weren't exercising as much during the pandemic, weren't getting regular care, were drinking more and sleeping less. Well, now you don't have to choose between sleeping and drinking. Thanks to the new product, Stephen Colbert's Sleepy Time Drink Mask, <laughs> to unconsciousness and beyond. This is serious. This is, this is serious. This is serious because over time, high blood pressure can damage the heart, the brain, and sexual function can also be affected. I believe that's the plot of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> the Tin Man wants a heart, the Scarecrow wants a brain, and the Cowardly Lion wants an erection. <laughs> get it up, get it up. <laughs> we got a great show for you tonight. Coming up, Meanwhile. The, the, the Sex in the City. Do you remember the Sex in the City, John? Sex in the City? Here in the, this is the city where the sex was. That's right, New York City. Well, they're bringing back the Sex in the City. It's called And, and, and Just Like That. It's the, new, it's the new Sex in the City. Yeah. And the ladies are back, and some of the gentlemen, I assume, but the, la the ladies right. are back. And I can't wait to find out who wins this time, the Sex or the City. Because <laughs> it was a draw last time. Oh, it was a draw. It was a draw. They just said, let's just call a truce at this oh, point. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, the sex yeah. didn't win. No. Okay. But neither did the city. Ah. Yeah. 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 Uh, John, are you, oh, do you know which of the Sex and the City girls you would be? Which of the ladies you would be? You ever taken the test? You ever taken no, the No, I haven't test? taken the test. Well, who do you think of? I'm Charlotte. 100% I'm a Charlotte. <laughs> He's a Charlotte. Louis says you're a Charlotte. We'll find out. We'll yeah. find out. Because Kristen Davis is Charlotte. She'll be oh, out here in a moment. Yes. We'll find out. We'll take the test. Yes. Will we? Do it. We will not be taking the test. Not be taking the test. <laughs> You know, folks, I spend most of my time right over there, digging down into the news pit and mining for you the day's clearest story diamonds, cleaving them into the most topical cuts, faceting them, polishing them to a high finish, then setting them all in a delicate 24-karat gold chain to create the bespoke Cartier necklace that is my nightly monologue. But sometimes, sometimes, folks, I just huff a little too much epoxy and stumble down to an abandoned pier where I find a piece of disused fishing line and string it with old bottle caps, rusty padlocks, and baby teeth. <laughs> then rip the seat belt out of a burned-out police car to make a clasp and parade naked through a cheat cheese wearing the psycho choker of news that is my segment. What, that's what cures what ails you right there. Bring it home, baby. Oh. Meanwhile, <laughs> across the pond, a man secretly built the UK's biggest model train set and hid it from his girlfriend. <laughs> of course, it was easy to hide it from her because she actually goes to school in Canada and isn't on social media, and that's why you can't meet her. The secret train set cost the man 250,000 pounds. And I gotta say, that so-called British model train enthusiast sure looks an awful lot like Andy Richter. <laughs> what the? Of course, the English Andy Richter sits on the left side of Conan. <laughs> Meanwhile, just in time for the holidays, 
London's National History Museum dressed their Tyrannosaurus Rex in a gigantic Christmas sweater. That is not going to be easy for him to take off. Meanwhile, a Maryland resident burned down their home in an attempt to get rid of snakes. It took 75 firefighters to put out the blaze, and after all that, one snake survived. <laughs> well done! So instead of lots of regular snakes, the homeowner now has one super strong fireproof snake who's out to avenge his family. <laughs> Meanwhile, airline passengers were stunned when a woman was caught breastfeeding her hairless cat on a Delta flight. I know. Shocking that this didn't happen on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> the flight attendant caught the woman in action and sent the ground crew an alert that read, passenger in 13A is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in its carrier when flight attendant requested. Plus, the captain had just turned on the no breastfeeding your cat sign. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Art Basel took place this past weekend in Miami, and a big attraction was a rubber ducky studded toilet, which cost $300, but which the artist says doesn't function. <laughs> oh, it functions. Because when you buy it, it immediately flushes $300 down the toilet. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Belgium, the death metal band Omicron wants you to know it has nothing to do with the virus. <laughs> this is the most unlucky band name since the 1920s jazz stylings of Gonorrhea Sam and the Three Herpes. Coming up, Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon. Ladies and gentlemen, folks, you know my first guest tonight is Charlotte Miranda from Sex in the City. They're now back for the new series, and just like that, please welcome to The Late Show, Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon. I got, quite, I got quite a little lipstick smack <laughs> on the side there. I feel like I'm in the cast now. You are. Um, you got charlotted. I did. Well, you know, I, you might have heard me talking before. I've always thought that I was a charlotte. And we'll get to that <gasps> in a moment. We'll go to the data points that make one a charlotte Ooh. in just a moment. No I offense. Mirandas are lovely. You were right. But just, just, <laughs> you were right. Um, before we get started, I, I want to talk about the new series. But first, uh, Cynthia, the last time you were here, you were running for governor of the state of New York. I was. Uh, your opponent, Andrew Cuomo. <laughs> Your opponent in the primaries, Andrew Cuomo, has taken a, a quite, a, quite a fall from grace. Would you like to take this moment <laughs> to give a hearty I told you so <laughs> to anyone? Um, no. I think not. Because Don't be I think... gracious. No, there's... 
You know, I will say, though, that um, when I came on yes. your show during yes. the run, it was yes. the first show that I had done. I was yes. very nervous and all yes, that yes. stuff. And you were so kind and treated me with so much respect and so much, you know, gave me so much legitimacy to be here and gave me a platform. And I just really, really loved it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that wasn't my intention. And, wasn't I, my intention. and I will say, you know, um, you, you, said, you asked me a question about um, was it hard to run with a name like Nixon, you know, in politics. Exactly, it's a little, yeah. you know, not a great history there. And I said at the time that I would rather be the good Nixon than the bad Cuomo. <laughs> and afterward, uh, a, a T-shirt shop in, in Chicago that I'm very devoted to, named the T-shirt Deli, they sent me a T-shirt, a, a sweatshirt Aww. said, the good Nixon, and I wear it all the time, and I think of you. Oh, Aww. that's lovely. <laughs> that's lovely. Okay. Let's get down to the heat. Okay. Let's get down okay. to the serious okay. subject here. Let's do uh, it. Sex and the City ran from 98 to 2004, then two movies in 2008 and 2010. Gotta get my stats right. <laughs> it's been over a decade since uh, y'all have played these characters. What it is like uh, for you is what I'm curious to slip back into uh, the heels of these characters after all this time. What's, what I felt like, like it was so easy because to me, we've seen each other this whole time. And of course, when we see each other in life, it's different than wearing the heels and the shoes and everything. But you know, I was just thrilled to be back. I was just like, it's a, it's a miracle. We're, we're in a warm hug together. It's like the best thing ever. Though it was also terrifying. What do you mean? Well, you know, a lot of expectations. Yeah, a little bit, sure, a little bit. Pressure. A lot of scrutinizing. Yeah. A lot of scrutinizing, yeah. a lot of scrutinizing. Yeah. Well, here you are in, uh, <laughs> so you guys are actual friends, like off-camera friends. I, you know. <laughs> actual friends, yes. Actual friends, yes. okay. Yes. Or very good actors. <laughs> here's a photo of the, here's the little preview. Oh, God, it's hard. It's really hard to look at. in 1998. A lifetime. There you go. That is Can you guys a real that? 1998 look, man. We thought we were it, man. You were it. Those right? Are some, those are some styles that place you in time. I mean, I say. for real. For uh -huh. real. Look at the hair. Okay. But look how at Kristen, how, how just so, she's so sweetly just pretending she doesn't see my hair. <laughs> It's really kind. It's really kind. And literally, that was the last time I danced in public, and it was with Cynthia. Why do you not dance in public? Because I don't want anyone to see that now. You're not a dancer? No. Not even like ballroom dancing or anything like that? You're from What's South Carolina. You Charlotte, danced you. Charlotte, Charlotte danced a little. Charlotte can dance. Charlotte can dance. Okay. Charlotte not, can dance. Not. You cannot. No. So when you act, like Charlotte. <laughs> There's a lot of lessons involved, okay? Okay. You know, instruction and lessons and practice. I dig it. Okay. Yes. So how have the, these young ladies changed? How have Charlotte wow. and changed in 23 that, years? I mean, that's hard to even enumerate. Well, you know, it's really funny because when the, the original show started, everybody would always ask always. us, how are you like your character, yes. right? And I would say that Miranda and I both, you know, feel kind of confident about our brains. But other than that, there's really no similarity. You know, Miranda and I are different in That's every way. Hysterical. Well, <laughs> but I would say, you know, look, she was, uh, you know, not domestic at all. She right. was not a mom. Right. She right. was not really interested in becoming a mom. True, true. She true, was true. like so focused on her, and I'm very focused on my career too. But I'm right. a very domestic person, and she not, is. A, She's not an a big, excellent cook, not a big dater. Do you know? But what was really interesting to me with the end of six years in the in the show. As we were doing all these exit interviews with you know people who, who again asked us this question, 
I found myself saying Miranda and I are alike in every single way. <laughs> because I feel like, um, of course, when you're on a show for a long time, they write toward you. And Miranda got more and more, you know, not just yes. domestic, but she sort of found her, yes. you know, her inner, her, 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 yeah. Intimacy. And, yeah. Kristen, and how is Charlotte like you? How did she become? <laughs> well, you? I used to also have a very specific list of pros and cons of similarities and, and dissimilarities. And then they did start to weave. And I think a lot of that is Michael Patrick King, our kind of head writer. We've had mm. numerous different amazing writers. Mm. And he, he calls it bespoke writing. So what does he call it? Oh, bespoke. bespoke. Yes. Oh, so tailors. 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 Yes, to your, to your fortes, mm. you know, to your strengths. When the show was first on, like, people would come up to Sarah and tell, tell her their sex stories because she was sex on the show. Definitely. And I think they would bend your ear a lot. And Definitely. I think people would approach me less because I scared them, frankly. It's so true. It's so true. It's so true. More with Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon after this. Now, uh, both of you have uh, had many romantic interests o over the course uh, of the series. Cynthia, I understand you have a favorite uh, one, uh, a story that you well, would like I to share. Well, I have the one that got away. Oh, okay. really? I've got a hint about what this is, and I have a hint for you, too. Okay. I can't wait. Right. Yeah. Well, there was an episode um, where the famous phrase, you know, he's just not that into you, was coined. Mm -hmm. um, where Miranda learns that, you know, if guys don't seem that interested and they're, you know, you're just not that into yeah. you, just give up. And so Miranda dated a guy um, who then was trying to leave quickly after the date. And she kept saying, it's fine. You're not that into me. I understand. And he finally had to blurt out, I, I have diarrhea and I have to leave. <laughs> and we were all sitting around on the set the other day. And somehow one of the writers who was a writer on the old show um, said that actually Stephen Colbert was almost cast in that part. Mm -hmm. And I have to say, the guy who did it was great. Nothing against him. He was fantastic. But when they I They wrote think... that with me in mind? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but I, I, I do believe that you were in some way considered for the role, and they, you know, they, yes. they had a... You were the dream. I can, I, can, I can add to your story by saying the opening uh, line of that scene is... That was some hot biryani. <laughs> and I know that because I auditioned for that part. Aww. And didn't get it. Evidently, Our I did not loss. have the acting chops <laughs> to act Aww. like I had diarrhea. <laughs> I, I, I did not play convincing sick good, person. Steven. I don't know good. if it is, but I really, to this day, if I go to an Indian restaurant <laughs> and if I see they have it on the menu, I go, that's some spicy biryani. <laughs> Because I never forget. Brilliant. It stayed well, with me. Even. Well, okay. our loss. Now, I understand that you and I have a cameo together in the new series. We do. Is this true? I got this yes. picture. That I'm honored if this is true. What is going on <laughs> in this photograph? Well, I we... love the pose, too, Chris. <laughs> Thank you. I was really trying to look cool. That's Charlotte trying to look cool with her hot date. Sure. At the school gala where you, Stephen Colbert, are an auction item for my children, my potential Well, tickets to your show. Perhaps yes. not exactly <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's tickets, it's tickets to the show for your school. For your school. Correct. Wow. Yes. That is believable. It is, right? That is believable. And we Do had some win? good fun Do with the with the you. With the cutout? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You we were there for hours. Couple. Very handsome Thank couple. you. Thank you so Thank you. much. He should have auditioned. Maybe he's a better actor than I am. Maybe it's the tux. Mm -hmm. 
We have to take another break, but stick around. We'll be right back with more. Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon, everybody. We're back with Cynthia Nixon and Kristen Davis. Now, you guys have been shooting uh, all around the city. For a uh, while. Starting when? In July. July 7th or something? Okay. Yeah. So here's like here's a shot of you guys. This is you guys, yes. right? This yes. is you. That, that. Shooting <laughs> on the set of Just Love. This, this, this is not just you guys at lunch. This is you, you guys actually That's true. Shooting. We're in see dresses and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's how you know okay. <laughs> that we're working. There is so much secrecy mm -hmm. around this. We, we did get a screener. We don't even have a clip to show the audience <laughs> right now. Sorry. Do you worry about spoilers? It was very highly intense. Yes, yes. we worry. We worry constantly. Yes. Okay. I have a, an important question here: Is that there are rumors that you guys actually shot scenes around New York that are fake scenes to throw people off the scent to try to stop people from knowing what the plot of the series is? Yes. Is it true? Yes, yes, definitely. You shot what? Yes, definitely. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> did That's you really, why I did play Did you really Charlotte. shoot scenes? At work? <laughs> did you really yes. shoot scenes? Wow. It might be true. <laughs> That's a yes and a maybe. That's a true. Um, okay, now... We want the fans to enjoy the show. I think that's the important part. You know, like... We, we don't want them to know... We don't want everything. them to read the cliff notes beforehand. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. Have there been any guesses out there that are right? No. No. Is it distracting? Because you guys can't do anything without getting attention around the city. And I'm sure you got tons of attention when you were doing the series, but it was just a series that was ongoing. Now it's everybody trying to figure out what's going on. You must get mobbed when you shoot anywhere. Is that a challenging thing to have we the do, people? Because there were no iPhones back then either. That's totally. And there was very little social media. Yes. There really wasn't right. social media. Right, right. But I have to say, you know, we started shooting in July and the city was just coming out of the lockdown. Mm -hmm. So it was so amazing for us to be back playing. These characters and back with each other, but also it was. I think it was exciting for people, and it was obviously very exciting for us to see people out on the street watching us because it really, it felt like New York coming back. Well, <laughs> you guys obviously, famously in the series and uh, the, the movies, are a quartet. Now there's no Samantha. You're just a trio. What's that transition like from from quartet to trio for you guys? Well, I don't feel like we're. I mean, we are a trio, the three original mm -hmm. women, but I feel like we're now a septet. Because there are actually seven of us, right? Mm -hmm. There's Sarah Jessica and Kristen and I. Sure. And there's Sarah Ramirez, and there's Nicole Ari Parker, and mm -hmm. Karen Pittman, and Sarita Chowdhury. And, and they're amazing. They're amazing. And uh, I really am so gratified. You know, we, we knew the show was going to expand, and there were going to be more people, and it was a, such an incredibly white show when it was on mm -hmm. the first time. And so uh, get, given an opportunity to go back and change that was, you know, very welcome. That was a huge part it, of why we're here. Yeah. But also, um, it was amazing to me that they didn't try and put, you know, 25-year-olds with us. Like, they brought us people who were very much our peers, and yeah. that was amazing. That, yes. is, that is lovely. Mm. Now, Uh-oh, what else? What are they going to pull uh, out? Do we, uh, but we know that Samantha's fine. She's not dead in the series, right? She's just gone. We will neither confirm nor deny. So it's possible like that she started dating all. a Cajun. <laughs> it's possible she started e dating a Cajun and was eaten by an alligator, something like that. <laughs> 
or <laughs> dating a clown was eaten by a lion. We do. Wow, can, some creative anything, ideas. Anything is possible. You will have to tune in to find out. Very soon, you will find out. All right. Well, before we go, <laughs> I, I want to talk about your friend Aww. Willie Garson here, Aww. who played Sanford, and um, a beloved member of the Second City family who passed away. Um, he's actually in the new series. He's this in is, the first three episodes. This is him on the set. How will you remember him? I mean, Willie was just a person who just lightened any situation that he was in and just would have you in stitches within, you know, a minute of, of coming into a conversation. Like, he was a person with incredible stories, like show business stories and stories about his own, you know, zany life and uh, his family that he comes from and the family that he created. And um, he's just a person who, I don't know, just was always with the with the Full joke. of joy and so incredibly brilliant and smart. And really, even, even being sick, which we didn't know about in the beginning, he still brought oh, so much joy. Always and, just and, had and us fun. laughing. And, and we were, I, I, you know, I think it's fair to say that, you know, we shot with him for a long time not knowing he was sick, and then things got bad enough that we were informed. And so... I think we're also very grateful that we had a few days with him, knowing that he was sick and we could talk to him about him. He could talk to us about it. And that, I think, was a really important thing for all of us. But it's hard. Yeah. I know. I it wish he hard. was here, you know? Yeah. Well, thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your feelings about your friend, too. Thank you. This has been The Late Show Pot Show with Stephen Colbert. Watch The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, weeknights at 11.35, 10.35 Central on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to The Late Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more.